MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. Today, the trial of Derek Chauvin is underway with opening arguments and the first witnesses for the prosecution. The New York Attorney General and Manhattan District Attorney have teamed up to investigate Steve Bannon's fraud case. New polling is out on President Biden's job performance. Former Trump COVID task force doctors speak candidly. There are now two grand juries working on the Trump election fraud case in Georgia. Schumer pitches an amendment to the budget reconciliation rules to circumvent the filibuster in the solar winds hack got into the emails of top Trump DHS officials, including Chad Wolf. I'm A.G. And I'm Dana Goldberg. All right, everybody. It is Tuesday. Um, the Derek Chauvin trial started Monday. That's what, you know, that's a big chunk of today's news was that first day. We have the opening arguments. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that at the top of, uh, of the A block. But uh, I want to let you know, Andrew Torres and I are going to dive dive into it pretty deep on uh, this week's um, cleanup on aisle 45, which comes out Wednesday morning. That's tomorrow morning. Uh, Later in the show today, I'll be speaking with uh, liberal redneck Trey Crowder, uh, who's a friend of ours. He's going to join us to discuss Sidney Powell and Fox News and the big lie. And then tomorrow... Uh, some some big news just dropped, and we're going to go over this tomorrow with Adam Klasfeld on the beans, uh, and that is that there is now uh, there are now four superseding indictments that have been filed in the Ghislaine Maxwell case, Dana. Yes, and for the first time in a federal court, she has been charged with uh, sex trafficking of a minor. So that is a big deal. This is the first time that that's happened during this um, during this process. So. Um, I cannot wait to hear uh, tomorrow's episode and your interview. And I just, uh, on, a, on, a, on a different note, I hope that they up the security on her cell because we've seen what happens when people are charged with sex trafficking in this case. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So keep those cameras working. Somebody tap them. Make sure that they're on. Indeed. Uh, we do have a lot of news to get to today. Did you have a, an okay rest of your Monday? I did. I actually feel um, 100%. Oh, um, I, like I said, I got the second shot. And um, it, I think I'm two days out now. And yesterday, I had a bit of I, I, honestly, I had a bit of a weird feeling in my chest. But I'm not sure if that was just anxiety. But today is um, great. I feel I'm totally back to normal. And in two weeks, I'll feel even better. Mm, awesome. Congratulations Thank on being up. Uh, nearly fully vaxxed. You just got to wait that two week period there. Um, We got a lot of good vaccine news today as well. Um, There was a New York Times study that came out that showed that almost 100% the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines prevent uh, illness and hospitalization. And another interesting piece of news too, and we'll get more about this. And I've talked briefly about this because I saw some early studies that hadn't been peer reviewed yet, but now they've been peer reviewed that people who have been vaccinated with um, the BioNTech, uh, Pfizer and Moderna uh, are likely not to be able to be asymptomatic vectors. You can't carry it Mm -hmm. uh, and not know. So that's huge to stop the spread. And they also found it works against most variants. So there's a lot of really good news there. Hey, tomorrow, by the way, I have a dentist appointment. <laughs> and I I am going to s- hope 
that within an hour of being done with that, I will be able to talk because one side of my mouth will be numb. So tomorrow could be very entertaining. And I am going to hope that that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And we get you half numb. Tomorrow could be very, very entertaining. So, uh, yeah, it, it, even on like, even on double speed, like two times the speed or even half the speed, it could be a banner day for the Daily Beans. I so can't I just wait. to give everybody a heads up on that. Tell your friends, download the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, we have a lot of competing lead stories today. The first one, of course, is the uh, Chauvin trial. There's a lot of important things that came out this first day. First of all, in the opening arguments, I thought that the prosecution did a good job. The defense will just make you irate. Uh, But the prosecution, I think, did a pretty good job. The one thing I wish they would have talked about more, and maybe we'll see this in closing arguments or later in the trial, so it stays fresh in the heads of the jurors, is that there's a Minnesota law that says the cause of death doesn't have to be the only cause of death. Right. Uh, meaning because they said, we're, you know, we're going to warn you, the defense is going to say he was high. He was on drugs. Right. On fent- fentanyl and methamphetamine. Uh, he, you know, that he had a heart problem, an enlarged heart, uh, hypertension, all these other underlying medical conditions. But in Minnesota law, if he if he if that is what killed him, you know, if he basically had had Chauvin not put the knee on the neck, would he still be alive? Right. At least beyond that, you know, beyond that nine minutes. Uh, and so that is not a burden of proof that the prosecution has to say. They just have to say that that is what caused it. It doesn't it doesn't have to be the sole reason of the homicide, which is what it was ruled as. So uh, that's one thing I noticed. Um, something else uh that the defense that really upset me about the the whole thing that the defense presented upset me it's, it's horrifying yeah it was but uh the main thing that really upset me was that they said that the because they're the, the whole hill that they're gonna have to get over is that um you know uh, chauvin didn't stop once he was subdued didn't take him out of the prone position and put him on his side, which is what a police officer is trained to do when you're detaining somebody. Why he sat knelt on his neck for, uh, you know, four and almost four entire minutes after he lost consciousness and they couldn't find a pulse. Hands in his pockets. Mm -hmm. Hands in his pockets. Yeah. And, and the defense is saying, Oh, well, uh, he had to, he was distracted by a potential mob that was, you know, and they're they're talking about the bystanders, the onlookers, you know, filming and 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 saying he can't breathe, you know, and and get in the car, don't fight it, etc. Uh, so their defense is actually going to be that this that there was an impending dangerous mob of people, and he was, and that uh, Chauvin was distracted, uh, if, you know, from George Floyd and George Floyd's well-being by this potential impending mob and that's just absolutely ridiculous which is such bullshit and in the videos you can see that other cop Mm -hmm. standing there looking very unconcerned with a quote-unquote impending mob just kind of sauntering around watching him do it yeah and the nonchalance of chauvin himself hands in the Mm -hmm. pockets sunglasses on his head looking around he wasn't 
concerned. He didn't look anxious. He wasn't on the radio calling for backup. He wasn't pointing and telling people to stand back or, uh, you know, there, there, there was, there's no sense of that. So that's just going to be a really hard hill to climb. So we'll continue to cover this uh, as it goes on. And again, we're going to take a pretty deep dive into it on uh, tomorrow's um, cleanup on aisle 45 podcast. So search for that. Uh, And then let's see what else is going on today. Another lead story, suspected Russian hackers, this is from Associated Press today, gained access to email accounts belonging to Trump administration's head of Department of Homeland Security and members of the department's cybersecurity staff, whose jobs included hunting threats from foreign countries. Now, the intelligence value of the hacking of then acting secretary Chad Wolf, who wasn't even technically supposed to have the authority to be the frickin' secretary. Right. The uh, intelligence value of that hack and, and Wolf's staff is not publicly known, but the symbolism is amazing here. Their accounts were accessed as part of what's known as the solar winds intrusion. And it throws into question how the U S government can protect individuals, companies and institutions across the country. If it cannot even protect itself, if the head of the department of Homeland security and cybersecurity can't stop an attack into their email system from a foreign actor, how can we expect that Trump administration, Department of Homeland Security, to protect the rest of the country? Seems like a fair question. I mean, it's oh, yeah. like when I think wasn't Giuliani in charge of something <laughs> like the technology part of their campaign and he locked himself out of his own iPhone <laughs> and had to take it to the Apple store? That's what it reminds me he of. Took it to that guy in Delaware at the Mac yeah. store that had Hunter Biden's laptop. Hey. <laughs> can you unlock this while you plant some information? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, But here's some good news. Biden announced today 90% of Americans will be vaccine eligible in just three weeks. That's April 19th. That goal had moved up from May 1st, and the final 10% will be eligible no later than May 1st. Uh, This is as the CDC director says she's concerned, that's Dr. Walensky, concerned about people letting their guard down and that we're racing against a variant surge. So please, please continue to wash your hands, wear a mask, stay socially distant. Please. And um, from an ABC Ipsos poll, you're not going to believe this, Dana, 72% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the pandemic. It's huge. 75% approve of how Biden is handling vaccine distribution and 60% approve of his handling of the economy. That is massive, massive numbers. Beautiful numbers. Beautiful numbers, especially since he said he's planning on running again. So <laughs> it's it's good. It's good news. Um all across the board. Yeah, is Kamala is Kamala Harris going to be on that ticket? You shut up, journalist. That is the dumbest question. And just seriously, ugh, I'm so tired of them. Uh, my mom was telling me about this article that like 70 percent of journalists journalists on both sides have written neg- they, they just write negative um, headlines now. They, they they don't realize they're even doing it. It goes both sides. It's crazy. I'm not. I don't mean to both sides that, but it's true. They're they're all c- trying to get clickbait. Even if something positive is happening, they're writing negatively spun headlines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've seen it. We've seen it. Yes. This is not one of them. This is from the Daily Beast. Now they reported, and I quote, there are now two grand juries underway in Fulton County, Georgia, where Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is investigating, as we know, whether or not Trump broke state election laws when he asked Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to find the 12,000 votes he needed to overtake President Joe Biden. Now, what's more, Willis tells the Daily Beast that these grand juries will likely start issuing subpoenas for documents 
very soon, in the very near future. Yes, the publication notes that while Trump also faces criminal investigations from the New York Attorney General, as we know, and the Manhattan District Attorney, it's so beautiful, over potential tax fraud, the case in Georgia may be the strongest because there is a trove, a shit ton of evidence, documents, phone calls, and witnesses that Trump personally interfered with and pressured election officials in Atlanta as they recounted votes. We heard the phone calls Mm -hmm. ourselves. With our own ears, we were the source. Uh, Georgia state elections, uh, the law states that, quote, a person commits the offense of criminal solicitation to commit election fraud in the first degree when, with the intent that another person engage in conduct constituting a felony under this article. He or she solicits requests, commands, importunes, or otherwise attempts to cause the other person to engage in such conduct. Well, I think Trump did that on more than one occasion. It's written for him. (laughs) It literally is written for him. They were like, here's the definition. Here's his picture. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is a beautiful thing, because I really do think this is incredibly strong. And you know what? I... There's got to be some justice coming out of the shit storm that is happening in Georgia right now. And how beautiful would it be as we try and fix the Jim Crow laws that are being passed down there, the bills that are being signed, that we actually were to be able to get the former guy on what he tried to do in Georgia. It would all be very beautiful, poetic justice. It would. It definitely would. And uh, let's see here. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer believes he has found a route to moving additional bills by simple majority beyond the one additional use of reconciliation that most on Capitol Hill had thought was his limit. If the Senate parliamentarian upholds Schumer's interpretation, Democrats can pass more pieces of the party's agenda without having to bust the filibuster rule that, you know, that would require 60 votes for cloture and therefore 10 Republicans in the 50-50 Senate. Now, top policy aides to Schumer recently argued to the Senate parliamentarian that revising this year's budget resolution could trigger an additional set of reconciliation instructions, which would allow for further 50-50 votes that are decided by Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris. Now, so here's the thing. I've been saying, hey, change the budget reconciliation rules, you dipshits. Yeah. Just change the budget reconciliation <laughs> rules. Now, this isn't what they're doing, what I thought that they should do, which is to make it so it doesn't have to reconcile the budget, that you could get any bill through using budget reconciliation, like a voting rights bill or an immigration bill. Mm-hmm. But what this is saying here uh, is that he, basically because the budget reconciliation bill they just got through would trigger additional sets of reconciliation instructions. That means we should have more budget reconciliation turns like, cause you can only do one per fiscal year and right. we had a holdover from the last fiscal year. So we could add two this year and then one next year. We've used one for the COVID, the American rescue plan there. And then they're splitting their $3 trillion uh, infrastructure bill, jobs bill into two bills. And so they wanted to be able to do them both this fiscal year instead of one now, and then one in 2022 and not, not be able to use budget reconciliation again in 2022. So that's basically what they're saying. They're saying, hey, we triggered all these new budget budget considerations. And so therefore, we need to have more things. So the parliamentarian has heard the arguments. It's not clear how many additional reconciliation opportunities there, it would open up. But the conventional wisdom is that Democrats have just one more shot 
at reconciliation this year, like I said, but this one would give them at least one more. Uh, No final decision has been made on the legislative strategy. That's according to a Schumer aide. Schumer wants to maximize his options to allow Senate Democrats multiple pathways to advance Biden's Build Back Better agenda if Senate Republicans try to obstruct or water down a bipartisan agreement. What do you mean if? I know. (laughs) I love that that's in quotes. Schumer knows better. Come on. Yeah. I know he's trying to be diplomatic, but enough of that shit. Yeah, but this wouldn't cover, this would only cover budget reconciliation considerations, not... Immigration, voting rights, you know, HR1, right. DC statehood. It wouldn't cover any of that. So the, 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 we still have to kill the filibuster to get that and done. He, I, uh, and that's even if Manchin would vote for any of those right. things. Gun reform. We know he's not going to vote on the. Uh, we need to get statehood. Let's get statehood in DC. Let's move the shit forward. All right. Um, and uh, speaking of the East Coast, the New York Attorney General's office has partnered with Manhattan District Attorney to investigate douche canoe Steve Bannon for the alleged fundraising scam that prompted his federal pardon in the waning hours of Donald Trump's presidency. That's according to people familiar with the matter. The move adds prosecutorial firepower to a criminal case widely seen as an attempted end run around the former president's bid to protect a political political ally. Now, investigators employed by the state attorney general were deputized to work as prosecutors with the team led by the Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance, uh, whose investigation of Bannon began shortly after his pardon was announced in January, these people said. So they spoke on the condition of anonymity because the investigation is ongoing, something that happens a lot. This is a quote, the AG is working hand in hand with the DA's office in leading the investigation. This is what one person said. New York Attorney General Letitia James has, quote, been looking at Bannon for a while. I'm so sorry, Letissa James, that you've had to focus on such a disgusting human being for so long. My eyes. Now, such collaboration between the AG and district attorney is actually quite rare. The two law enforcement officials are overseeing separate inquiries into Trump and his business dealings. Investigations focused on whether the values of certain assets were manipulated to gain tax benefits. They were. And favorable loans... (laughs) favorable loan rates (laughs) in violation of the state law, but it is not believed the two agencies are coordinating. Now, while Vance is considering whether to bring criminal charges against Trump and his business associates, James is pursuing a civil investigation. So they're coming at him from both sides, Mm. which is a beautiful thing. This is so interesting. I've never heard of this, but invest. So state attorney general, New York attorney general investigators have been deputized to work as prosecutors at the Manhattan district attorney's office. That's really, really interesting. I love it. Yeah, we'll have to see what comes out of that. All right, we'll be right back with Trey Crowder. We're going to discuss the news of the day. We're going to talk about Sidney Powell and uh, Fox News and defamation and what reasonable people can't believe. It's going to be a great conversation. So stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG from The Daily Beans, and today's episode is brought to you by Allform. They bring beautiful, customizable furniture to every room in your home. Allform crafts the most gorgeous, high-quality sofas and chairs, made to your specifications, custom, and then deliver directly to you with fast, free shipping. You customize your own sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. With Allform, you can pick your fabric, which is spill, stain, and scratch-resistant, so great for the pod pets. You pick the color, the finish of the legs, the sofa size, the shape. Make sure it's perfect for you and your home. I picked out a three-seater sofa. I customized it with whiskey 
colored leather and a walnut leg finish. And I have a chaise lounge on the side of it. It came in a couple days. I put it together myself. I'm absolutely crazy about it. It's roomy, comfy, modern looking, and it was designed just to my specifications. Normally, if you want to order a new custom sofa, it takes weeks or months to arrive, and you have to have someone come assemble it in your home. But all form takes just three to seven days to arrive in the mail, and you can assemble it yourself in a few minutes. No tools required. All form has gorgeous armchairs and love seats, all the way up to an eight-seat sectional, so there's something for everyone. And you can always start small and buy and buy more seats later. Add to it later if you move to a bigger home or your family grows. And it's just awesome. So flexible, durable, beautiful, and customizable. And best of all, you get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it. That's more than three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a full refund. Easy. They also have a forever warranty. Literally forever. So to find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash dailybeans. And Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash dailybeans. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am honored to be joined today by writer and comedian, the liberal redneck. You know him as the liberal redneck, my friend Trey Crowder. Trey, welcome. How are you? What's up, AG? Good to see you again. Yeah. Hell, I feel like we go way back at this point, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I remember you would come on the old Muller She Wrote shows and we would discuss all all kinds of things. I've been on skews a little bit and we'll talk about that later. That's right. Yeah. Good to see you again. It's really good to see you, too. And the, the, the thing that prompted me to reach out to you was it's news we've already dropped. We talked about this last week, but Sidney Powell filed a motion to dismiss the Dominion defamation suit against her. And her main argument being, I mean, there were many things she didn't understand in in that uh, lawsuit, but her main argument, or at least the one that the news is reporting most about, is her defense that no reasonable person should believe what she said. And I saw your rant that you posted, the video that you posted about this, and I just sort of wanted to get your top line thoughts on that yeah well first disclaimer i have no kind of legal background or anything so you know when it comes to making legal arguments i guess i understand you got to do what you got to do but to someone who doesn't understand like legalese and and that sort of part of it it seemed very very comical to me because it seemed like from the very beginning it was like It was a response to a defamation lawsuit, and it seemed to me that the defense of it began with an admission of defamation. Do you know what I mean? Where it was like, it seemed like they came out the gate with like, yes, we did say a bunch of defaming, untrue things about you that were harmful. You're right. We did. But here's the thing, though. See, that shouldn't count because we did it to such a degree that it almost is fine. You know, (laughs) we did it so hard that really you couldn't expect anyone with a working brain to actually believe it, which means you guys are fine. And uh, so that was funny. Also, like making that defense of no reasonable person should have ever believed that this was true when so many people believed it was true that they launched an insurrection on the United States Capitol, you know, in January in defense of this exact idea uh, is also hilarious to me, frightening and hilarious. But um, as as I pointed out in the video, the thing about that is I feel like that's almost kind of baked into the defense because then they could be like, well, yeah, but see, none of those people are reasonable. All the people that we catered this message to, they're not reasonable people, which is what we are arguing before the court right now. So really, that kind of backs us up. Like, did you see those people? They were shirtless with, you know, elk horns on their heads and whatnot. Like, not 
not pictures of reason, right? So that's proof that only lunatics would believe what we said, which is kind of what we're arguing to you right now. So I almost circle back to almost respecting the, from a, from a lawyer standpoint, that defense, because like it's got some nice little uh, angles baked into it. But if you're just looking at it from the outside, looking in, it just seems comically absurd, uh, as does most things in our recent news cycle. But yeah, it's something else. Yeah. And when you think about the fact that she filed a lot of this defamation in court documents, right? Um, she's basically saying, hey there, court. Uh, I'm here to argue that no reasonable person should believe what I said, including you. You're a dumbass, the court, because right. you shouldn't have reasonable uh, expectations that what I put in my court filings is true. And because, you know, you're a comedian, I'm a comedian. uh, We understand the difference between uh, news, court filings and comedy and parody, right? So, for example, when the former guy sued Bill Maher for, for, for saying that uh donald trump was uh, the the child of orangutans um the and and donald trump sued him for five million dollars and uh or 20 million but some huge amount and and bill maher's defense was motion to dismiss because i am a comedian and no reasonable person uh would be expected to believe that that donald trump is actually the child of orangutans right. uh uh, uh, but here we have Sidney Powell making that exact same defense, but she's not a comedian. Right. She's, you know, but she's basically now telling the public, I am a bullshit artist. I am entertainment. I am not news and I am not a legit lawyer. Uh, yes. It's basically her defense. Right. Yeah. I say all kinds of crazy shit in my, you know, rant videos that I make. And I know they're crazy and they're meant to be crazy, uh, you know. But it, what the thing about that, though, is like, I don't know about you, but I try to. I still attempt to never get factual elements just wrong, you know, (laughs) like I still, yeah, I'm a comedian. I'm making jokes and I'll say things that are outrageous, but in my mind, it's like, yeah, but that part was clearly a joke. The, The parts where I'm outlining the things that actually happened in the real world, I still treat that seriously, like even as a comedian. But if I had to, I'm not filing all this before a court of law. Like you were saying, if I had to file the transcripts of my rant videos into a court of law, I'd still be back at my day job, I guess. I just wouldn't be doing this (laughs) because, you know, I would understand that's not how that works. And also, she wasn't getting laughs. She wasn't looking for laughs. You know what I mean? Like she she was just feeding the fire. And that was the point of the whole thing. But it does add another element of it. And I know we probably we might get because also mentioned in the video, it's kind of the Fox News defense uh, that she put forward, which we could talk about. But like. It's super, super important to point out that these were in like actual court filings, because I, I really do think that even even me from my super liberal perspective, I think it would be a little different if she was just some blowhard talking head going on, you know, talking head shows and just saying all this stuff. Um, Even though I don't like Fox News defending themselves by making the same argument, I still think that would be different than 
actual legal documents and court filings that are approached the same way. Like, surely that has to make some kind of difference. You're admitting that you lied to the courts. I, again, I don't know anything about the law, but like, isn't that illegal? Isn't there a whole word for doing that? Especially if you're an agent of the law, like, are there not repercussions for doing that type of thing? Yeah, and there could be. There could be Rule 11 sanctions. There could be uh, bar investigations, you know, where they where they look at her uh, license, her law license. Right. But, you know, you, you bring up this, this is such a good point because we have people like Kaylee McEnany, Sean Spicer, Jason Miller, all of these a-holes who just go on TV, go in the press corps room, go up and just speak say lies and right and they're legally technically allowed to do that ted cruz is allowed to go on the senate floor and say that illegal immigrants are taking welfare and voting and getting stimulus checks and et cetera, et cetera, all lies however he's protected by the speech and debate clause right there is a protection for him for that uh but there isn't for filing this kind of stuff in 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 legal documents to a court and to say to the court hey court help me out right no reasonable person would believe including you you dumbass come on well because if if you were able if the same standard applied to just like going on cable news and saying whatever you thought if the same standard applied to doing that as it did to filing formal proceedings in a court of law right then what even is a court? Do you know what I mean? Like, how does any of that even work? Like, they have to have, it has to be different. It has to be a different standard because otherwise, what even is all that? That's just like another Fox News roundtable or something. If it works the same way, it, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, then we see all these cases, 64 or 65 of them uh, filed and all of them lies, no evidence to, to back them up, no evidentiary support. And they have the right to file those cases. Do they have the right to lie in those cases? I, I guess so, because eventually it'll get to a judge who will be like, no. Nah. Uh, and uh, which is what happened with most of those with most of those cases. But now we've got m- major uh, Democratic repercussions, national security repercussions. Uh, you talked about the insurrection, and uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about that and that Fox News defense that you were talking about. But I do have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks very much. We'll be right back, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's AG, and this segment of the pod is brought to you by Caliper CBD. We all know that life is very stressful. It can be very anxiety-producing, and it's important to practice self-care. But taking care of yourself shouldn't add to your stress. And the great thing about CBD is it helps you feel better without having to make drastic changes. So if you haven't tried CBD, I highly recommend it. And Caliper CBD helps me sleep easier, feel calm, and keeps me less sore after long workouts, for example. And this past January, Colorado State University published a first peer-reviewed study to compare how different CBD products on the market are absorbed and processed by the body. Caliper CBD was found to deliver 30 times more CBD than CBD oils and tinctures in the first 30 minutes. That's absolutely huge for listeners who are looking for the best way to get all the benefits of CBD. This is it. It's also the reason I stick with Caliper, because they've introduced a much better way to consume CBD, and I love their easy-to-use powder. Unlike oils, it's completely tasteless, and it mixes easily in food or drink. And there's precisely 20 milligrams in each packet of Caliper CBD, so you don't have to question ever how much CBD you're taking. Again, I like to put some in my morning coffee or a post-workout protein shake. It's awesome. And Caliper is completely THC-free. It comes in affordable 30- and 60-count packs, and it has all, it's, made, it's all natural. No GMO, no, no fillers, no added chemicals, no artificial flavors. 
It's awesome. So take care of yourself, but make it easy on yourself with Caliper CBD. You can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code DAILYBEANS at trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you do not love it, they will give you a full refund. So that's trycaliper.com slash dailybeans. And don't forget promo code DAILYBEANS for 20% off your first order. Everybody, we're talking to writer and comedian, the liberal redneck, Trey Crowder. Uh, we were talking about Sidney Powell before the break and some of the, you know, the consequences of Bill Maher saying that uh, the former guy, his parents were orangutans, is different from the ramifications of spreading the big lie, which is now the basis for over 250 plus voter suppression bills that are trying to get pushed through right. uh, in, in 40 different states. And and it's uh, an affront on voting rights. It's It led to the insurrection that we saw, which you brought up in the first segment there. Uh, it's a huge national security concern. And so, we, you, you know, we have to, like, ask ourselves as a country, where do we draw the line on on those types of, on that type of speech? Is that free speech? But see, I think that, Okay, now that's a very interesting question. But like I think about this general argument and I go back to like when when John Stewart bodied Tucker Carlson on Crossfire or whatever ten years ago or whatever it was, what he said then I think applies where he was like he was like it's it isn't the same thing because I don't present myself in the same way that you do. John Stewart never wanted people to get their actual news from the Daily Show. He really didn't. That's not what he was going for. You know, again, I think he applied the standard that I was talking about earlier. It's like he didn't he wanted to keep things factual and all that, but he wasn't there to provide the news and he was upfront and forthcoming about that. And it's just like that's what I try to I can't tell you how many times on my shows or in my videos or whatever where I give the this is coming from my ass disclaimer, you know, where I'm <laughs> yeah, like, we have it, Dude, too. I did it earlier. Yeah, I've already did it once in our conversation today where I'm like, listen, y'all, just so you know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I want it to be very clear to everyone all the time that I'm not an expert. Yeah, we aren't. We aren't trying to fool people. Right. Exact. Exactly. And that's not the. It doesn't make us hypocritical. It's not the same thing because of that. It's not the same thing as like what Fox News that where they literally have news in the name of what they do. And again, there are no jokes. They're not making comical. Well, they do make comical exaggerations, but not with the goal of getting laughs. Like. They present it as though it is the reality. Like these are the actual facts, and that makes it completely different. And it, no, it. I know it's been ruled that Fox News is entertainment, and so that makes it okay for them to do that. But it ain't the same thing. And when you say like, should that be covered under free speech? There should be some kind of. If we could put disclaimers on like cigarette packs and things like that, you know, or help parental advisories, whatever, like there should be some kind of disclaimer put somewhere that, you know, make sure people know, just so you know, none of this might not be true for a whole lot of people. It wouldn't affect anything. They would still believe it to be true, but the same standards should not apply. Cause I go out of my way to make it clear to people that I'm not trying to present you know, the news or factual information. I'm just giving my opinion. If I went out there every night and was like, this is the way it is because I say so, then that would be an entirely different argument. And I don't know why anybody's okay with doing that, especially when, when you have a platform like they do, and especially when you also apply that same standard to the courts, what ends up happening is 
insurrection and Jim Crow era voter suppression laws that are all directly tied to the lie that you're telling. When that happens, you can't then go out there and be like, well, we were just kidding around. Mm-hmm. You can't just do that. No, it's the intent, right? It, because, yes. and I think that that's what it boils down to. That's the, that's the fulcrum here because in the Bill Maher example, he wasn't trying to get people to believe or convince people uh, you know that, right. that the former guy is the son of of orangutans. That wasn't the goal. It, when when I did uh, the Mueller she wrote podcast, I had a section called just the facts where I just read the facts. Yeah. Then we go into conjecture, and I say this is theoretical. This is conjecture. Right. This is my opinion. You know, a lot of news programs stay away from conjecture and opinion and contextualization because they just want to report facts. Uh, but I wanted to give some opinion and and uh, put some beans on it, as it were, right? Be like, this is my opinion, just like you said. This is coming out of my ass. And to, and to talk about the Fox News thing, because now Dominion, the same company that sued Sidney Powell and her motion to dismiss was, you know, reasonable person could believe me, be expected to believe my statements as fact. Same company has now sued Fox News uh, for for their uh, lies about the, their defamation about the company. This is uh, this the Sydney Powell suit was one point three billion. The Fox News is one point six billion. They have said that they are not going to settle with Fox News because if you'll remember, Smartmatic, another uh, voting voting counting software, uh, had sent a letter to Fox News, um, Newsmax, OAN, and said, "Hey, you you lied about us, so you have to go on prime time. Lou Dobbs has to go on prime time and say." Take back what you said. And they all complied. They all did it. Uh, and Lou Dobbs actually is no longer on, on on Fox News. So now we have Dominion doing this. And, and Fox News has won defamation suits on the exact same defense that Sidney Powell is using. So I'm not surprised she's using that defense. But like you said, there has to be a difference between lying on a news and entertainment show and lying in a court document. Yeah. Again, I don't. I don't like that Fox News gets away with that either. Like, if it was up to me, Fox News also wouldn't be able to just do that. But I'm saying, whatever. That that has happened. We're in a world where that Fox News exists. I don't like it, but it is what it is. But the idea that there is no different standard that would apply to our court system is as as applies to our cable television system. Like, that is insane to me. And cannot be allowed to stand because again like i said what even are the courts if that's how it works you know but like her defense like the 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 the, the actual massive flaw in her defense is that she said that these were opinions uh and she wasn't stating a fact now she doesn't quite understand what statement of fact means because statement of fact actually you can state a fact that is correct or incorrect uh, and if it's in, you know, if it's incorrect, et cetera. Uh, but I think what she thinks a statement of fact means it has to be true. And that is simply not the case. And so when she said that Dominion was conspiring with Venezuela and stole votes and reprogrammed the machines to steal votes, that is a statement of fact. Now, it's not a true fact, but it is a statement of fact, which she right. made. And her defense is, I didn't make any statements of fact. I just had opinions. Saying that, that Venezuela conspired with Dominion to, to hijack votes isn't an opinion. Right. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It's, uh, again, it's the intent, like you said earlier. It's the intent or how it's presented. Like, it w- if it was presented as this is what happened, and then that's not what happened, that doesn't mean that wasn't a statement of fact. You made a statement of fact, 
and you lied, <laughs> you know, your fact, your statement of fact was incorrect. And, you know, and also if you did it in a court capacity, that should be a problem. Yeah, you can't hide under the opinion umbrella. Just because you tell people this is what happened. And it is. Yeah, right. Lies are not opinions <laughs> like they can be. You know what I mean? But like they're two different things. Well, like had she said, had she just said, no, you know, I think this election was stolen. I think right. this election was stolen, right. and you know, opinion, Dominion yeah. Dominion might have had something to do with it. But right. that's that's okay. There's an opinion, but to say they conspired with Venezuela, changed the vote count, etc. These are statements of fact, and that is where that that goes to the heart of defamation. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But we, you know, we'll see how Fox. I'm sure Fox will file motions to dismiss, and it, we'll see if they use the same uh, the, the same defense. Um, I'm sure they will. I mean, how I feel like, why wouldn't they? You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hers, she took, she took it that extra step further, saying that that she didn't make any statement of fact, and and that's just also not true, right? She's just really hard at making factual statements. I think even about statements of fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, tell everybody where they can uh, find you, follow you, listen to what you're doing because you have a great show, and I want everyone to learn about it. Yeah, yes, you've been a yeah, been a guest on there. It's called Weekly Skews. So first of all, yeah, you could follow me at just my name on any of the social platforms pretty much. Trey T R A E Crowder on any Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. You'll find me on any of them just by looking up my name. And then every week, every Tuesday at five PM Pacific, eight PM Eastern, me and my co host Mark AG do a live political podcast called Weekly Skews that Allison has been a guest on before. Uh, but if you can't make that time, all the old episodes remain up and you can get them wherever you listen to your podcast at the audio version so yeah weekly skews i'm trey crowder check all that out thank you very much it's been really awesome to talk to you writer comedian one of my favorite people trey crowder thanks for your time likewise back at you thanks for having me yep everybody stick around we'll be right back with the good news danke das du die show angehört hast that is German for thank you for listening to the show, and I learned it from Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Hello, everyone. It's AG from the Daily Beans, and one of my goals this year was to learn a new language. And Babbel has made the whole process addictively fun and easy. They have bite-sized 15-minute lessons you can take on the go, and you use them in the real world. You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. I'm working on my German right now. Uh, I haven't lived in Germany in, gosh, 30 years, and I wanted to brush up. And like I said, their 15-minute lessons are awesome, and they design their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind, not those crazy things that you took in high school. And while other companies use AI for their lesson plans, Babbel lesson plans are created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and Babbel's speech recognition technology really helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, too. You can start your new language learning journey today with Babbel, and right now when you purchase three months of a Babbel subscription, you will get an additional three months for free. That is six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com and use code DAILYBEANS for an extra three months free. Babbel, language for life. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll float on good news. It's on the way. All right, we have a lot of submissions today. Good news, confessions, corrections. Anything you want to send us, you can do that at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. We're also playing a game called What the Mutt, where you send in pictures of your rescue pup, and we try to guess what breeds uh, are going on there. And then we have uh, Amy's Court, if you have a dispute. with it can be. We've had a lot of people have disputes with their cats, 
So it, it can really just, you know, stretch your imagination, any dispute. Amy will solve it for you. And then, of course, we have misheard lyrics, which are always a joy. Uh, so, yeah, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Our uh, first submission today is from Teresa, pronouns she and her. AG and DG, you brighten up my morning dog walks and startle my neighbors when I laugh out loud <laughs> with my earbuds in strolling the city streets. <laughs> I have a correction about Irish twins. DG had it right. AG was off. Oh. Say it again. Irish twins are born within 12 <laughs> months of each other, not two years. So my four brothers and I are not Irish twins because we were born one and three, one year and three days, and then one year and six weeks apart from each other. Oh my god! The, okay, you're splitting you're splitting Irish twins' hairs here, Teresa. That's pretty close. <laughs> A year and six weeks apart uh, for each of the rest, born in 1958, 59, 60, 61, and 62. That's incredible. Do you understand? And I, I don't mean to interrupt these stories because we're not supposed to when we read these, but that means like she gave her mother, her mother gave birth and. And then got pregnant like within a month or two. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That is a very fertile family. Indeed. We would have had another sibling in 1963, but mom decided to listen to her doctor instead of the Pope and start using the pill. Pope. I'm sorry, I blew I gave, out the speaker on that one. Oh, I give man. great credit to the scientists who invented the pill because, in addition to not needing a fifth brother, we got to have our mom with us until we all became adults. <laughs> Keep up the wonderful work. I'm happy to have been able to be a patron since the MSW days. Attaches a pic of my dear pod dog Bailey. What <gasps> do you think he is? Oh, adorable. That's what the fuck he is. Oh, seriously adorable. My goodness. Um, Poodle and Schnauzer Terrier. Oh, but look at the beautiful groomed oh. you can see like it's like a, a before and after like 12-step program Maybe like a, oh. a little maltese in there i know right it's so it's it, oh. okay not a schnoodle maybe i don't know let's see we thought he was havanese but his dna says maltese shih tzu <gasps> and a touch of pekingese and chihuahua i think i got oh. maltese and Maltese. I said Maltese. You know what this reminds me of? I don't know if you all have ever seen this before we go to the next one, but it's just a picture. You know how people have those like decals on their car and it's like, mom, dad, and then it's like kid, kid, and then a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one that's like, mom, dad, kid, 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 and the kid, and then another dog, and then like a kid, and someone like put in a dirty windshield, oh my God, get off of her. Because <laughs> it was like mom, dad, and like eight children. <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. Big families are good, though. Big families are good. They are. And oh, and and thanks for the correction, too, because I I thought it was two years. I was wrong. It is one year. Good job. Well done, Dana. I know some things, some random shit in my head sticks, and I'm not sure where it comes from, but <laughs> that one I actually knew. All right. This one's from Taryn, pronouns she and her. It might seem small, but it's a massive amount of good luck for my family. My grandmother, mother, and I live together. My mother's over 60. My grandmother's over 80. I'm just a millennial. All three of us managed to receive COVID-19 vaccinations. My grandmother was set up by her son-in-law. My mother and I seem to be the result of outreach to people of color in our small community, our small city in Virginia. We were called by our doctor and called into a large vaccination cattle call of sorts. It was so neat to see all these shots in black and brown arms. We are all set for the second shot in the coming weeks. I can finally breathe after a year of holding my breath. I've attached my pet tax of Rosie, my chihuahua mix. I call this photo her boudoir photo. 
Thank you for the delivering the news. Keep up the good work. Congratulations to the entire fam on the vaccines. And this baby is very cute. That's incredible, too, to have three generations in one house. I love it. Yeah. It must be amazing. And look, yeah, boudoir photo. Hey, hey. So that's like if your pet had an online dating profile. Totally. What's up? Look at what a baby. Hi, Rosie. So cute. She's so cute. All right. Next up from Susie from Branson. Hello, my bean leaders. I work in Arkansas. So two huge businesses located there are Walmart and Tyson. Oh, that's that's right. I'm pretty frustrated with this state as ASA also signed an abortion bill that refused rights unless a mother's life was in danger. It did not provide for incest and rape. So many good things in this state provided by Bill and Hillary are now being countered by the current Republican brigade. Thanks for keeping me sane and for the good belly laugh every morning. Oh, Susie, mm, that's got to be so just to see all those things undone. I know. know? It has got to be frustrating. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll take the next one. Yeah. yeah, This one's from Ken, pronouncing him. Would love you to take seriously, though is a stab at identifying the admittedly mixed heritage of our two rescue dogs, Dixie Dixie and Jem, who came, I should point out, pre-named. Okay, good to know. Dixie, the black and tan, came from the Ahuset? Ahuset. Ahuset. A small native community on the west coast of Vancouver Island. Uh, She was apparently a bit of a free-range village dog, and as a result, likes everyone and everything. She's very good at being a dog, but not so big on self-discipline. She pooped in the house at least six times the first night we had her. My goodness. (laughs) How do you have that much poop in there? I don't know. Uh, Despite her opening night anxiety, she has turned into a very affectionate, if willful, companion, and, not accidentally, has the legs of of a runway model. Jem, the elegant cream-colored beauty, was an abused street puppy in uh, Tehran. I I think that's right, Tehran. Uh, She was saved from imminent mutilation at the hands of a group of sociopaths by a good Samaritan who got her to a dog rescue, which got her to British Columbia. People that abuse animals are the worst fucking kinds of people. That's not, that's the mission. That's me. Sorry. Uh, she needs to be introduced to strangers carefully as she still suffers from fear and anxiety and has a strong genetic guarding instinct. Hint, hint. She is very affectionate and gentle with us, but I would sincerely hate to be the person who tried to do us harm. A few weeks after her arrival, a year later than Dixie, she did a few hundred dollars worth of damage to Dixie after misunderstanding some rough housing between Dixie. And this has been resolved and they play vigorously every day. Dixie is very high energy and utterly indefatigable. Uh, she is ready to go after a four hour hike in a snowstorm as, uh, as she was at the start. Jem is blindingly fast and can leave the longer legged Dixie in the dust, but only for a while. These pups Look at the are legs. so <gasps> Those are runway legs. I don't even understand. That is like an at-at. Those are the longest legs. I have ever seen cute pups. All right, now which one has the guard <gasps> dog? Oh my god! Look at the last picture. Gem is the cream colored. Okay, so the cream colored one is part guard dog. What'd you say? Uh, look at the last picture. You can tell that Gem has that fierceness in her that she's like, I will rip someone apart. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful though. German Shepherd Malinois. Oh, I mean, we're oh we're guessing on these. Yeah, uh, German Shepherd and Whippet. And I see a Malinois in, oh, these are just beautiful dogs. I'm, I'm like stunned by their beauty. They're gorgeous. The leggy, the leggy one is just so, look at that. Oh my goodness. All right, let's see what these are. Let's see what these doggos are. 
Okay. Huh. Dixie is a tree and walker coonhound, Siberian husky, black and tan coonhound, Alaskan Malamute, and German Shepherd. Okay, I got German Shepherd. Got it. Uh, Jem is 65 pounds, Anatolian Shepherd. Strong herding and protective instinct. That's where that comes from. Saluki, Greyhound. That's where I was thinking of the Whippet or the Greyhound. It's a Saluki. Mm -hmm. German Shepherd and unidentified African and Asian village dog breeds. Who would have thought, though, that this white dog has 7.5% more more German Shepherd than the dog that looks like a German Shepherd? (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know, right? What beauties, though. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. Next up from Eric, pronouns he and him. Hi, Beans Queens. My good news. I have completed a training to become a Medical Reserve Corps volunteer and deployed twice as a volunteer vaccinator. That's awesome, Eric. Patients at the clinics are probably the happiest I've ever had. Everyone is upbeat to be there. Patients, volunteers, health district employees, all. I'd I'd encourage any listener in the U.S. uh, at least and possibly overseas to look up your local or state MRC to see if they need help. You don't need to be a medical professional. They need lots of help with logistics and traffic flow. You can start at mrc.hhs.gov or Google your state count MRC. Two tips. I would give as a vaccinator, take a photo of your CDC card after each shot, since any vaccinator can make you a new one if needed. And don't permanently laminate them when your shots are complete, since we might need to write on them again. Ah. Okay. If science determines we need booster shots in the future, we'll have to write on them. Plastic slip covers for the win. Attached is my pet tax. Our current little foster cat, Gigi, she had a rough few months when she came out, uh, came to us last summer. And need a lot of medical care, but is now fully adoptable, and we're working to find her a great forever home. Oh, oh she's sweet. She's beautiful. She's a sweetie baby. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for the suggestion with the card. That makes a lot of sense, because I have friends that are like, I'm laminating this so I don't ruin it. Makes total sense not to. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. This next one's from Martha, pronoun she and her. I have great news. First, I'm still beyond delighted that my friend shared my What Lies Beneath Concussion on your show on January 6th. I remember this. Oh, yeah. That day still stands out in my mind from such an amazing start to the day where I teared up embarrassed, yet honored, etc., that someone would help me to share my labor of love by sharing with all of you on your podcast, which in turn you shared with your audience. Side note, this was my first time to hear your podcast, and I had inadvertently listened to the wrong episode and caught the dildo good news. <laughs> Jesus, which still makes me laugh because it should. It's hilarious. That episode goes down in history, man. It really does. Uh, since then, I've become a patron of your show and listen to it daily. Thank you for all that you do. Now on to my great news. A year ago in early March, March, the NC Athletic Trainers Association, the NCATA, had a conference that I attended for a day. My traumatic brain injuries, um, my traumatic brain injury images uh, were on display there and were moved to a gallery later that week as a part of the NCATA celebration. They were hung within a day or two or so. The, uh, the, count, the country and state shut down as so did the gallery. The show was canceled and the images have been hanging in a closed gallery for a year. But now, March 31st at 6, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there's a free virtual art show 
debut happening for what lies beneath traumatic brain injury and all of you are invited to join. This is awesome. It's sponsored by the North Carolina Athletic Trainers Association and the exhibit at this Clearwater Arts Center and Studios. I'm also honored to share that the series won an International Photography Award, honorable mention last year. It's a wonderful way to finish celebrating March Brain Injury Awareness Month, Athletic Trainers Month, and Women's History Month. And better yet, it's online. So please join Dr. Brett Miller in Triangle Vision's Optometry and me for an interactive discussion with the attendees for the special event. You can register at www.whatliesbeneathconcussion.com backslash events. And the link is going to be in the episode description. Um, My hope is to make the invisible visible. I'm exploring the impact of traumatic concussion or acquired tumor brain injury on the visual system. The images photographically examine the brain's ability to interpret the environment from the patient's perspective. Long-term, my hope is to continue expanding the body of work. And to all of you at the Daily Beans, the news you share, the jokes, the smiles, the incredible amount of research you all do for each show, thank you. This is incredible because, yeah, March is Brain Injury Awareness Month and Women's History Month. And finally, we have a March that's a normal length so the the very final day of march march 31st 6 p.m eastern standard time free virtual art show everybody check out the link look at these photos wow incredible oh man incredible thank you so much for sharing this This isn't so great martha and i appreciate that you continued uh, to listen even after the dildo stories oh my god (laughs) i think we got more listeners after the dildo story you kidding me (laughs) got a lot of patrons that well done (laughs) yeah <laughs> the kids swinging it around. Oh my God. I just can't even get those images out of my head. All right. Thank you so much for all of these submissions. Everybody, if you have any, just do send them in. Uh, you go to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here, Dana? Not today. I'm just wishing everyone the best and continue to enjoy this beginning of spring. And I hope that you take some time to get out and enjoy some nature. The weather is starting to turn quite beautiful. Yes, it is. And get vaccinated, stay socially distanced, wear your masks, Please. wash your hands. And everybody, Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of your mental health, and take care of the planet. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is directed, written, and hosted by executive producer Allison Gill and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Audio. Staff writers include Dana Goldberg, Amy Carrero, and Allison Gill. Our copy is written by Jesse Egan, and our marketing manager, executive assistant, and social media director is Kanai. Fact checking and research by Allison Gill, Dana Goldberg, and Amy Carrero. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder of Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. Hey, everybody, do not miss our Daily Beans After Party on the Stereo app. We'll be going live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dana and I want to hear from you. Our last stereo show went a little bit like this. What about you, ladies? What are your favorite nonsensical songs? The most weird, bizarre, silly stuff you can think of that you've heard through music. Thank you very much for all you do. Um, Hope you're all well. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Oh my God, AG, I, so I have an older gay brother. I don't know if that's relevant to the story, but I feel like it is because he had the B-52s on the record. So it was like, you know, we were into the, has anybody seen a dog died dark green, sunglasses and a bonnet, designer jeans with appliques on it. We were like, what? Like, the rain. Like, I'm like, how many drugs was that person on? Uh, nonsensical songs. You're so much better at this than I am. So you go first, because I bet you've already thought of one and I'll try and think of one.
Um, my favorite nonsensical songs come from they might be giants, for example. Oh yes. Boat of Car is really good. And then of course, I'm going down to Cowtown, a cow's a friend to me. Lives beneath the ocean, that's where I will be beneath the waves, the waves, and that's where I will be. I'm gonna see the cow beneath the sea. Yeah. There you go. No. Although were they talk was he whale watching? Is it really that obscure? <laughs> you won't answer any questions about their lyrics. I, I've asked multiple times. Oh my god. Uh, the best I can I, lo- I love their Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The best I can get out of them is the explanation of uh, birdhouse in your soul, which we already yeah. knew, right? Right. Um, Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm only being your bonnet. Yeah, it's a sung from the point of soul. view. Uh, sung from the point of view of a, a bluebird nightlight in the bathroom. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I love that song. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs>